0: It's National Coaches Week, and to cap it all off, I am going to talk a little bit about coaching and the amazingness of it and also the challenge of it. I know that every coach out there can have the sense that they're doing this alone. I've been there, I mean, I've even been there this week, so I can't be the only one feeling that way, and so this episode is for you, coach to coach. I am extremely passionate about coaches having resources, having help, and feeling like they're part of something bigger than themselves so that they feel the support it takes to move forward. So if you're a coach out there doing your thing but feeling a little lonely, and even though it's National Coaches Week, you might not have that connection, this episode is specifically for you. Welcome to Skating Success, the podcast. Thank you for being here. And I can't wait to share all the insights, joy, and love of skating with you that I have been experiencing for years. Whether you're a skater, a coach, a parent of a skater, an official, or an official skating fan, you are welcome here. And I know that you have arrived here on purpose. Yes, this is a resource for you because I know you want to hang out with like-minded, high-performance people and ideas. So welcome. I'm Jadine Ferreira. I'm your host and. I'm so grateful that you're here. Whatever episode you've clicked on, know that it's for you at the perfect time. I trust that, and I know you do too. So let's dive in and get started on your skating success. All right, no joke, coaching is lonely. (laughs) I know I'm starting on a little bit of a jag here, but I can't tell you how many times someone has asked me what do you do for a living? And I say, I'm a figure skating choreographer and coach. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's so fun. That's amazing. And yes, it is amazing. And it's hard. It's painful. It's challenging because the fun you know, part that everybody sees at the end of the day is just so small compared to all the other things that have to go into it. Now, Are the rewards great? Absolutely. When I've gotten to see an athlete come into their power and be themselves and own the ice, that is incredible. And behind the scenes, there's so much of it that's lonely. So I'll give you some examples. I've had skaters sign up and then quit. Or yes, I want that lesson and then I don't. Or yes, I'm signed up for that time and then I'm late. Or yeah, I think I want to do that routine and now I don't. Or you know, I walk into the rink and somebody else is doing the choreography and nobody told me and that's really embarrassing. It all happens. It all happens in skating. And so I have been really nerded out and obsessed with the idea that in the coaching community, coach to coach matters. And what I mean by that is, you know, skaters grow up in the sport. Maybe they do one season, maybe they do 10 seasons, but they do eventually move forward into their lives and coaches you me we're still here and we need to cultivate the kind of place where we can feel connected supported and like we're part of something beyond just you know working with an athlete to get a medal because that is very rare that moment of getting the medal or getting to that national team or something that moment's kind of rare and it comes along after way more work behind the scenes. So if we're just waiting for that moment to feel like we're a good enough coach, it's just not going to work. Like I am telling you right now, and I've I've done it. I've been at every level of coaching and that's cool. That's awesome. Sure, it goes on my resume, but the day-to-day experience matters even more. And so this episode is a little bit You know it's a little crunchy it's a little excited in my voice you're gonna hear it but i'm very very passionate about this because we spend so many hours coaching and connecting and working with each other i know that the relationships we build as coaches coach to coach is what i call it with the two in there is like we together can make this the best sport to be part of whether the skater or the coach is being talked about right like being a skating coach could be way more inclusive and what by inclusive i mean more of a connection like a coach's circle and it's not about the level you're coaching i want to say that again it's not about the level you're coaching one of the hardest coaching moments i've had was with 3-year-old children people who are just beginning it was way harder than working with somebody on their junior short program for me so here's the deal. As you step into your coaching this season, right? Or wherever you're listening to this, whatever you do today, listening to this podcast and you pause and you think, all right, how do I want to approach my coaching? I want to support you in realizing that what you're doing is magnificent work. It is really intentional, beautiful work because it isn't easy. And I know you do a lot behind the scenes that doesn't get acknowledged or recognized or even paid for. And I want to say you're not alone. Before I assume that my definition of coach is the same as your definition of coach. Why not ask ourselves a question? What is a coach? What's a coach? Are you a guide? Do you guide somebody along their journey? Are you a boss? Do you say you do this at this time? And in this order? Are you a friend? Do you provide a safe space for somebody to learn on their own and grow? What is a coach in your mind, in your world? What is it? Are you an inspiration? Are you a motivator? Are you a role model? Do you think of yourself as someone who's a leader, an innovator in your industry? Because whether you like it or not, you're probably doing a lot of that. You know, every situation on the ice is different. There are distractions, there are noises, there are people, there are personalities, there are challenges to get the information across to the person in front of you. And I think coaches are creatives. As a coach, you are constantly taking knowledge and experiences in your mind and doing your best in real time to describe it to share it and to pass it forward to somebody else's brain and body. I mean, that's creative. That is creative power. And I think there are so many different approaches that coaches can lean on and lean into. And I want you to think of yourself as an open system and you get to define what coaching is for you. That's what's really, really cool. When I started out, I mean, it was very accidental, not gonna lie. I was like, I am not a coach. Like, what am I doing here? (laughs) I was teaching dance and doing choreography and dress designing and styling. Oh, styling. That's what I thought to myself. I'm like, oh, I'm a stylist. So I literally started with the intention of being a figure skating stylist because I was really bringing together performance and art and movement and style and, you know, the costume and the makeup. I was doing all the makeup. I loved all that stuff and I still do. And so here's the cool part. You don't even have to call yourself a coach. If you don't want that title, you know, you can switch it up. You're a motivator or you're an inspiration guide or you're like a sport specific specialist. I don't know. This is what's so cool. We don't have to fall into a category. Yes, you're coaching. But what does that mean to you? What's the part of it that you got started for? You know, it's like what matters to you in the coaching? Is it just that everyone loves to skate? Then maybe you're just like a skate love coach, right? Or maybe you just think everyone should learn to skate and then it's like the every sport for someone. All I'm saying is you get to redefine what coaching means to you. And I think it's really important. I've been thinking about this a lot because, you know, we have ideas in our minds, I think, about what we're supposed to be. Like, oh, I'm supposed to, you know, spend all my hours trying to force people to do like triple jumps so then they can be on a national team by the age of 10 or something like crazy. Or maybe that's just what I'm getting from, you know, Instagram feeds or something. But it's really a lot of like other people's stuff. It might even be something that you don't really want. I mean, you know, someone once asked me, you know, why... Why aren't you at like all of the top competitions and stuff like that, you know, regular, on a regular basis? I had to explain to that person, like, that's called being away from my family all the time. It's, it's a lot. And there's no wrong answer to this, but I do think it's worth exploring. What really matters to you? What is a coach? What's your definition of it? What, what kind of coach do you want to be? And sometimes it's something that's never been created before. You know, we live in a world that has endless possibilities now. I mean, I've been doing way more online stuff than I ever thought I would do. Graphic design and creating landing pages and website stuff and online courses. I mean, really right now, I spend at least 50% of my working hours on the computer, creating, doing this podcast, stuff I never thought that would be part of my day. So really, am I am I a coach or am I a creator? Am I an innovator? Am I a business owner? And you know, what's cool about that is that as you include a broader sense of who you are and what you bring to the table, you get to be uniquely you. So you are your version of what it means to be a coach. You may even want to pause this episode and just write down a couple of notes here. Like, what is it that I define as being a coach and what really matters to me? I think it's a place where you can lean into this season and give yourself the space to show up as you truly want to. I have to give a shout out at this point in the episode to Ryan Serhant. Now, you're going to be like, who, what, where? Ryan Serhant is a now internationally renowned real estate agent. And he has written two amazing books. One is called Sell It Like Serhant and the other one is called Big Money Energy. I have been listening to these books in the past and I'm just re-listening to Ryan's Sell It Like Sir Serhant. And yes, I listen as I drive on my commute, but Sell It Like Serhant is so powerful. He reminds me why I love customer service and why I care Why I do the things I do. And he talks a lot about the behind the scenes of what it takes to be an incredible real estate agent. Now, what he's talking about is core things that we all need to understand, I think, to tap into that other layer of how we become better versions of ourselves in the business of coaching. The business part really does matter. How do we relate to ourselves and to our customers and clients? Because Here's the deal, in order for me to step on the ice and get to the choreography with the client, I have a lot of business layers in the background that have to happen first. So number one, I need to make a relationship with the coach. There needs to be some trust there. Number two, I have to show that what I can do is going to be helpful and valuable to the client. Number three, we have to agree on how is it going to work? Am I going to choreograph the program and then show it to the coach? Does the coach want to be involved? How are we going to hold space for that creative process? Number four, we have to agree on a time and place. Then number five, we have to pick music. We have to get artistically inspired, right? Right. Number seven, we're agreeing on, you know, pricing and placing of the, you know, the season. When do we want this choreography done? Is there gonna be follow-up? All those types of things. And then, you know, eventually I get to the ice and I get to skate with the athlete. So if I have no ability to do all of those preamble pieces and put them together, I'm only gonna choreograph once in a while. I'm only gonna choreograph when that one coach that trusts me puts it out to me. Hey, I need you to come back. It's June, right? So If I wanted to do it that way, I could stay small and start, you know, just twiddling my thumbs, I guess, when it comes to January. But I've always wanted to think bigger about business and stretch myself and see what I could provide for client care. And so I'm doing my shout out to Ryan because he brings a lot of energy to the table, right? And that's one of the key components I've leaned on as a coach, what kind of energy am I bringing? Now, that's not easy every day. I'm telling you, actually, right now as I'm recording this podcast, I'm feeling extra spicy today. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm just extra tired maybe or uh, it's just like a maybe a little bit of like frustration going on. So recognize that there are ups and downs. When you're behind the scenes and you're doing your coach to coach stuff, your follow up on emails and all of the things that you have to do to create the work in the first place, it's not easy easy. You are not crazy. I have my ups and downs for sure. And sometimes what I have to do when I feel like there's 18 things to get to before I can actually go do my craft on the ice, I need to recognize it to pause and maybe take a little break, do a little meditation, have, you know, a little self-care moment. And that is one of the main things that I have done for myself. So coach to coach, here is my thought for you. You start with, what kind of coach do I want to be? What does that mean to me? And then you go all the way to the other end. If I'm that person, if I'm that you know international coach of the year kind of person, if you're thinking that in your mind, what do I have to create and provide? Or what are all the things that I want to bring to my client care? Because really, you're still in business. You're still in sales. So what is your client care piece? And then when it gets overwhelming, pause, give yourself credit, take a moment and breathe. This is so fun, you guys. As you're listening, I actually paused my recording and listened to my own advice. I was like, I need a moment. I went and took a little snack. I poured myself a fresh cup of coffee and just gave myself a little TLC. Honestly, it's one of the biggest lessons I've learned from being in this coaching profession is that if I don't take care of me, nobody else will nobody else will. And I have to say, I kind of learned that from one of my very first coaches, one of my figure skating coaches, because I had a lot of coaches in dance and other things, but he was so good at taking care of himself. He did not let the world decide for him what he was going to do with his time or how he's going to approach it. And I could see it in his body. He was calm and he was confident And he just trusted himself. And I think it was one of the best gifts he could have given me. I only got to work with him for probably about six months when I was nine years old. And I still remember his energy. I still remember his energy. Calm, concise, looking at the skating, wanting it to be beautiful and just in his own power. And it was such a beautiful gift for him to give me at such a young age. Now contrast that with a coach I also experienced at a very young age who was stressed all the time. I mean like very up and down, very uh would fly off the handle, get angry a lot. Um you know, also extremely giddy, happy if something worked out, but very volatile and really seemed to ride that roller coaster of success and failure and drama and it was very obvious even from my young age that that was would be very exhausting, right? And so as I entered coaching and choreography and business ownership, it's like, wait a minute, who do I want to be and how do I want to show up? And if I don't take care of myself with those moments and you know, those self-congratulatory, is that a word? Yes, congratulatory um, pieces. If I don't take care of me, then I'm not going to be able to show up for the athletes in front of me. And that really is one of the biggest challenges of coaching. It's not necessarily knowing the skating or how to teach the axle or, you know, designing the routine, although that can be challenging. But underneath it, I promise you, it's how do I feel in myself? Because if I have taken care of myself, you know, I feel nourished. I feel fed emotionally. I have a life outside of the rink. I have some inspiration on the way to the rink, like my Ryan Sirhat books that I listen to. Now I can show up more fully. I can show up with more grace because I'm being kind to myself. It's going to be way easier to be kind to the client in front of me and then show up for them and what they need. And I'm just saying this as a reminder because it has been the game changer for me. It's been the thing that I think I've been able to bring that helps me sustain my output. And really, coaching is much more of a marathon than a sprint. It's much more of a marathon. And if you want that coaching momentum, you're going to need that mindfulness along the way. The, I got me, I can take care of me. And that nurturing that you want the athlete to feel really starts with how we take care of ourselves. So if you haven't been, I challenge you this week to start doing something every day for you. It could be something very simple, you know, just having a longer shower, not rushing or like I just did. I, I need another cup of coffee. I'm going to make a fresh cup of coffee and pause my recording and do that and then come back and sit down and keep going. What is it? What do you need? Do you need a little, you know, extra sleep time? Do you need a little time to read? Something outside of the world of skating. What can you give yourself that will really drive home that you matter too? The last thing I want to leave you with on this episode is something that i truly hope will help you personally like i wish right now i could sit down and have coffee well or tea whatever you want with every single person who listens to this one-on-one look you in the eyes and say this to your heart what really matters what really matters here I've toured several, and I mean several, clubs across the country. I have been so freaking fortunate to be invited into coaches' rooms and executive membership discussions and arenas and, you know, north, south, east, west. I have been through almost every area of Canada. And I so consistently... Feel heartbroken by the story I hear. And I'll tell you what it is. You know the story. I arrive and I meet someone and so and so, and then we get talking and they feel open and it's great. And then they tell me, well, so and so in the club doesn't get along with this person. So we don't skate at the same time as that person anymore. And that coach doesn't talk to this coach. And this person has left the club because there was so much drama around the Friday afternoon ice. Does this sound sadly familiar? yeah as i'm recording this it's coming up on an anniversary many many years ago when i was a young skater i had just joined a club i got to be included in a whole new group of people and i met a really awesome girl and she was alive with skating she loved skating she was all about it she was a team player she was like you know, high-fiving everyone on the ice, like, what you're doing is awesome, and she absolutely adored it. Her heart was in it. She was 18 years old at the time, and I just looked up up to her. I thought, wow, you know, she's loving her skating experience, and it was so friendly, so open. And on a Sunday night, you know, exactly, exactly this day, that many years ago, she went to leave the rink. I was still on the ice. I could see her through the window, and she turned and looked at me as she was leaving the building and she just waved and I waved right at her and she had a warm smile on her face and we both kind of mouthed like the word like see you tomorrow see you tomorrow you know like thanks have a good night see you tomorrow however I never did see her again the next morning she was hit by semi-truck and didn't survive and you know what When I look back at that moment, it was like, it snapped me, snapped me out of my selfishness around it's all about me and my career and my skating and what I get and the medals I want to win and how I want to get here and there. And it was like, whoa, whoa, what really matters here? Does it really matter that I can't get along with, you know, so-and-so down the street? Does it really matter what time of day I get to skate? Does it really matter how many people are on the ice? Does it matter that I don't get what I want all the time? No, it doesn't matter. What mattered was that she never got to skate again. She was gone. It was over. She matters to me. Still, that smile, that look on her face... see you tomorrow. Let's meet on the ice. Let's have a great day. You know, it's really easy to get caught up in drama, in stories, in, you know, petty things. And if I could, like I said, sit down with you face to face, I really want to say, let's not do that. And hey, I got to look in the mirror and tell that to myself too. Janine, let's not do that. This doesn't have to be petty. It doesn't have to be a big deal because it doesn't matter. Skating is an amazing, incredible experience. And sharing it with other people matters more than being divided over it. Being like, ooh, she's on the ice, so I don't want to skate. Yeah, whatever. That just isn't important. I always say leave the drama on the ice. And by that, I mean leave it in the performance. Use the drama for your tango or your blues, right? Or your ballet or your hip hop. We don't need interpersonal drama on top of. It doesn't serve us and it doesn't move us forward. But you know what does move us forward? Being coach to coach, connecting, being client driven and client care driven and athlete centered and showing up as we are in our unique, crazy individual selves and then celebrating that. And giving ourselves space to be who we want to be. And am I going to be for everyone? No. And that's okay. That's not the point. But the point is, the more I can stick with what really matters, I think the bigger impact I'm going to be able to make. So I really hope this episode has touched your heart, that you feel re-inspired to connect to your version of what it means to be a coach, and then go in the world and be just that. All right, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means the world to me that you tune in. And I know that this is now a global audience, so wherever you are in the world, I am grateful for you, your time, your attention, and of course your interest in figure skating resources like these. Now, if you want more skating success, That is awesome. So come on over to Instagram, at Skating Success. DM me, let me know how you're enjoying the podcast. Of course, you can sign up for the free newsletter on our link in the bio, and we have skatingsuccess.com in-person events will be happening all year long as well as amazing online training and resources that are coming out every single month. So please be sure to update yourself through the newsletter, get over to Instagram, go to the website, and most importantly, believe in yourself and your skating success.